Welcome to Westport Road Baptist Church. We're delighted that you've joined us for today's message. Westport Road Baptist Church is located at the corner of Hurstbourne Lane and Westport Road in Louisville, Kentucky. If you have a Bible, please have it handy and prepare your hearts and minds as we enter God's Word. Sometimes the problem we have is that we make ourselves the center, isn't it? It's all about us and what we want and what we think instead of Jesus being the center. And so this morning, we're going to look over into the scripture over in Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to see what it really means and what Jesus really desires from us, and it's probably a lot different than we think. There's one of those stories in the paper this week that you see every once in a while, and we always shake your head in amazement when you see it. There was a, a family that had inherited a flower pot. They didn't want it, but they knew it had been their great-grandfathers, their grandfathers, their dads. And so they thought, okay, well, we'll keep the flower pot. Didn't know what to do with it, so they started using it as a doorstop. And then they got an ad in the paper that just came randomly about an auction that was going to be held in town. And they looked and they said, well, that looks like our flower pot. And they said, well, I think it does. And it was a Ming Dynasty vase. And they said, well, surely ours isn't that. It's some kind of copy or something like that. So they took it to a dealer. He looked at it and he said, indeed, this is a Ming Dynasty vase. We believe it's original. It's probably worth a half million dollars. So they decided, well, we're going to put it on auction. So they did. When they put it up for auction, then people started coming and actually looking at it in more detail. They said, this is a very rare Ming Dynasty vase, and it just sold for $1.3 million, and it was being used as a doorstop. Now, everybody go home and check your doorstops, okay? Because if you do, the capital campaign is going to be helped here at church, all right? So, so, so go do that, and we hope that that, that, that works out for, for all of us. But what do you think of that right there, something that valuable, and they were missing it all the time? I think that's what happens with us a lot of times when it comes to what our life as a Christian is all about. Because we make our life as a Christian about everything except what it's supposed to be. We make our life out of Christian mainly out of what about us, what we're doing, and how our life is going to be like. So it's all about, Lord, am I doing enough? Am I good enough? Am I stopping the bad things I'm doing? And that's our Christian life. I've, I've got bad things in my life. I need to get rid of it. I feel guilty when I mess up. When I do good, I feel arrogant and proud. Uh, and our whole life revolves around us. And what God is trying to get us to see is the center of all of life is going to revolve around relationship. It's not you trying to do good or bad. If your Christian life is about trying to do good or bad, you will be frustrated your entire life. And that's where a lot of people are. Always frustrated, never feeling good enough, never quite measuring up. But God has something much more planned for us. We're going to be talking about prayer today and just looking at three or four sentences over in the Sermon on the Mount on Matthew chapter 6. We're going to look at two things very briefly. What prayer is and what prayer is not. What prayer is and what prayer is not. So look down to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to start in verse 5. And the first thing we see is this. Prayer is not for show. Prayer is not for show. Look at verse 5. When you pray... Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corner to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they've received their reward in full. 
So what we're told here in our scripture is that the hypocrites love to pray so everybody sees them. They love to pray standing up in the synagogues. They love to pray on the street corner so everybody sees them and knows they're very faithful, they're very sincere, uh, they're very in tune with God. When uh, Dawn and I had a chance to go to Jerusalem last October, we got out of the bus. We're going into the city walls with our tour group. All these other buses are getting out. And right there next to the wall, there's a man standing on a rock where all of the tour people are passing in full regalia with his prayer book going, I'm sure he's saying something that that, that I didn't understand because I didn't study hard enough in Hebrew or something. But, you know, uh, he's doing that. Now, he was standing right in a place where every single tour bus had to pass by him. So everybody was going to look up, everybody's snapping pictures, everybody's getting, hey, this is the guy, he's really sincere, he's really holy. Have you ever been in church before and somebody said, Brother John, man, having our closing prayer, and you go, oh no, not Brother John, this is going to be a 30 minute prayer. Brother John is going to pray for the rest of the night, he's going to tell us everything about everything he believes. You know, he's going to start Genesis 1 and take us through Revelation. You know, and, and you just know, as soon as they call on Brother John, it's going to be a long time. You know, uh, sometimes we have kids like that. I'm going to, Alyssa was little and we'd call on her to pray. She'd pray for every missionary in every state and every country, and everybody in our family. And she'd go get the, the address book and start through it. And we'd go, honey, we just want to eat, you know, you know, let's get there. But sometimes, you know, you're praying just for show. But prayer isn't supposed to be for show. It's supposed to be for something so much more than that. A lot of times, all prayer is for some of us is just that big show. But look at what it says again in verse 5. If all you're doing is trying to get people to think you're a great person, then you've received your reward in full. People look at you and they say, man, look at them. They're real sincere. They're a great Christian. That's all you got out of prayer is that people recognized you. Have you ever been in a restaurant before, you know, and, and, you know, my family always prays in restaurants, but we don't like make a big deal out of it. We don't stand up. Hey, we're praying if everybody else in the restaurant could get silent here for a second. And we're going to join hands and stand up and pray really loud. So everybody in this restaurant knows we're good Christians. All right. You know, I don't think that's necessary, you know, and, and if that's what you're doing, you probably have received your reward, which everybody's thinking, what is wrong with those people back there? I mean, that's the reward you've received. Well, if it's just a show, that's all you're getting out of it. But the next thing we see is prayer is not just for show. Prayer is about having a personal relationship with God, a personal relationship with God. Look at verse six. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, Pray to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you openly. So we're saying, okay, some people, they're just praying for show. They're out in public. They want to make sure everybody sees them and that they're religious. When you pray, he says, go into your room, close the door, pray to God in secret. What is prayer? Prayer is you having a relationship with God. Prayer is you talking to God. So if you're wanting to talk to your best friend, you don't want to go to the busiest place out there where you can't hear anything. You want to go somewhere where you can actually talk. I've been with people in restaurants, uh, friends that I I connect with or something from college or something, and they'll say, well, let's try to find a quiet place to sit so we can talk. Because you don't want there to be interruptions. You want to hear and know what's going on. If prayer is you communicating with God, if prayer is you talking to God and having a relationship with God, then you're going to want to be in a place where you can 
center on that relationship because that's what God is wanting from you. A few weeks ago, Dawn and I were in Los Angeles uh, uh, looking at, at a school for, for Andrew out there. And uh, we took one of those Hollywood tours and we passed the Vine Restaurant, the famous Vine Restaurant. And the tour guide said, now you see out here, this is where you can eat outside of the Vine when we're driving by. And he says, see all the tourists? The tourists are standing there looking over at everybody to see if there's any famous people. There's people standing there with cameras. And he said, you know, if you go outside at the Vine and you're a star, everybody's going to see you and everybody's going to take your picture. So if you go outside and you're a celebrity, guess what you're wanting to happen? You're wanting everybody to see you and everybody to take your picture. That's the only reason you would ever go out there. And he says, the deals aren't made out there. That's where the publicity is made. Hey, Steven Spielberg and Will Smith were eating lunch together at the Vine outside. They must be doing a movie together. And suddenly all the buzz gets going. But that's not where the deal was made. It was made in private. And what our scripture says is you and God need to have time alone. Prayer is a personal relationship you are having with God. But then it says something else interesting in verse 6. It says, the God that you're meeting is secret is going to reward you openly for what you're doing. Now, I take that to mean the more time you spend with God in private, the more it's going to rub off on you in public, okay? The more time you're with God in private, people are going to see the result in your everyday life that you're living out there in public. They're just going to see it. There's something different about them. What's changed? And what's changed is the time and the relationship you're spending with God because the number one thing about your faith is your relationship with God. It's not about being good or bad. It's about the relationship you have with God because the closer you get to God, the more your relationship and the more your life is going to change. It's just going to rub off. Now, when I was growing up, uh, a, a ball player who was my age, went to high school the same time I did, was Daryl Griffith. Anybody ever heard of Daryl Griffith? Maybe one of you? Okay. All right, Daryl Griffith. When Daryl Griffith graduated from college, this is what they said about him. Phenomenal athlete, uh, unbelievable skills, can jump out of the gym, can't shoot the basketball. Okay, that's what they said about Daryl Griffith. He goes to pro ball after that was the knock on him in, high, in college. He can't shoot. And suddenly he's hitting every three-pointer out there. And people are saying, oh, my goodness, how did he suddenly start to hit three-pointers? Did he just walk out one day and go, oh, man, I'm now a three-point shooter? Do you think that's what happened? No, he spent day after day when nobody was watching, shooting over and over again until he became skilled at it. And then people, seeing what he does in private, say, hey, that's rubbing off in public. What our scripture says is prayer is not for show. Prayer is your relationship with God. And the more time you spend with God, the more people are going to see it in your everyday life. That brings us to the second thing we find out about prayer. And prayer is not something you do just to get what you want. Prayer is not something you do just to get what you want. Look down to verse 7. Verse 7. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. So here you have, he calls the pagans, uh, people who worship idols, people who don't really believe. They pray to God and babble on and on because what they're praying about is they're trying to get something from God. God, I want something, now do it. Now, sadly, even for most Christians, that's the main thing we think prayer is. We think prayer is telling God what we want and God giving it to us. 
And then if we tell God what we want and he doesn't give it to us, then we have some kind of crisis. Where's God? Why didn't he give me what I told him to give me? Maybe he doesn't love me. Maybe he's not even real. Maybe he's not interested in me. Because if he was, I told him what to do. He should be doing it. See, we think of God like a genie or something. You rub the little Bible and you, you rub the little bottle and you get your, your wishes out of it. Anybody see the movie Aladdin? You know, the, the genie in Aladdin? Yeah, great movie. Hey, by the way, just a little side note. Anybody know the name of the genie in the movie Aladdin? Few people know that. Anybody know the name of the, of the genie? It's genie. Name of the, movie, name of the genie was genie. Yeah, it really is. Look it up. Seriously. So that's his little sign. Y'all can, you can use that at the lunchroom tomorrow or something like that. But anyway, that's how we think of prayer. We think of prayer as, okay, God, I've told you what I want. Now do it for me. Now think what a childish uh, conception of prayer that is. And that's what most adults believe about God. I'm going to tell you what I want. Now you do it for me. If prayer is a relationship, if prayer is communicating with God, if prayer is you getting to know God and getting closer to God, how many good relationships are based on people only being around when they want something from you? Okay, I'll see you next time I need you to do something for me. Would you say, wow, that's a good relationship we've got there. Whenever they need something, they come and want me to do it for them. That's a great relationship. Anybody got any friends like that? Yeah, unfortunately, you probably do, don't you? And and that's not a kind of relationship at all, but that's what we think prayer is. Prayer isn't asking and God doing something because you've told him. Prayer is you being in a relationship with God. And that's the next thing that we see. Prayer is you sharing your life with God. You sharing your life with God. Look at verse 8. Do not be like them. Your father knows what you need before you even ask him. So we think prayer is us telling God what we want and God giving it to us. That's not prayer at all. That, that's, that's some kind of childish misconception uh, of you being selfish. Is <laughs> basically what that comes down to. Prayer is the relationship you have with God. Prayer then is you sharing life with God. Look at what it says in verse 8. It calls God your father. You were God's child. He loves you and cares for you. He desires relationship with you. And look at the next thing that it says. He knows what you need already. And so we don't have to be going to God and telling God things we think we need when God knows better than we do already. He's our father. He's going to take care of us. What kind of child, if they've got good parents, what kind of child before they go to bed at night says, Mom and Dad, I'm going to sleep all night long and I get up in the morning, I'm going to be hungry. Please, please, Mom and Dad, let me eat some breakfast. Please let me have some food tomorrow. Please, Mom and Dad. Would you think that kid was nuts? You know, of course I'm going to feed you breakfast. Probably going to spank you if you don't go to bed, but, you know, I'm going to feed you breakfast too, you know. Now, now, you know, go to bed, what's wrong with you? But that's how we do God. We only go to God when we want something, and then we start begging for things. And our scripture says God already knows what you need. He knows better than you, and we have to learn to trust God, to realize that God is there, God loves us, God's going to take care of us. And prayer isn't about you just telling God you want something. Prayer is about God sharing all of your life with you, the good, the bad, the ups and downs. And yes, you go to him at times because every friend at times goes and says, I'm I'm scared, I need this, I need help. And and, and you know that your friend's going to be there. And in the same way, you go to God in those times. But it's much bigger than just saying, okay, I've got a problem, now solve it, God. It's sharing all of your life with God. 
And that brings us to the last thing that we see about prayer. Prayer is not about you trying to get God's attention. Prayer is not about you trying to get God's attention. Look back to verse 7 again. When you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans. They think they will be heard because of their many words. So the pagans believe you've got to get God's attention, so you've got to keep babbling on and on, over and over again, trying to get God's attention, and maybe God will then pay attention to you. So the idea is this. Maybe God's too busy. You've got to get his attention. Hey, God, I need something. Um, Maybe God's asleep. Whoa, time to get up. I got a problem. Help me out here. Uh, Maybe God's not interested in you and you want to show how faithful you are. And so we even do things like we bargain with God. God, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. And, And so that's what our prayer life becomes. And it's no longer a relationship It becomes trying to get the attention of somebody we think isn't paying attention to us. And think how that must make God feel when we're thinking that he's not interested, that he's not caring. Again, what a warped view of prayer that is. Have you ever seen a kid uh, when the parents are checking out like uh, some fancy store, let's say Walmart or something, and, and, and they have that, that little thing you've got to go through in the cash register where they have all of those impulse items they want you to buy that cost 99 cents to three ninety nine. you know. And all of that is there to drive your kids crazy so you'll buy them something. And so your kids are saying, oh, can I have gum? Can I have this toy? Can I have that? And the kids are freaking out the whole time. I was at Walmart the other day, and a kid was going crazy. Mom, I want this. Can I have this gum? Can I have this gum? She said, I told you, all we're picking this up, you are not getting the gum. And he goes, Mom, please, the gum, the gum. She goes, no, you are not getting the gum. Look at me. You are not getting the gum. And he goes, I want the gum. And she takes the gum and throws it on the thing and says, fine, you're getting the gum. Are you happy now? Okay, now this is what happens. Kids are tougher than parents, okay? They really are. They know if they just hang in there, you're going to give them whatever they want. You know, you can yell at them, you can berate them, you can whip them, but if they hang in there through everything you've got, they're going to get what they want. And that kid knew that if he just hung in there, no matter how many times mom said no, he was going to get what he wanted. Now, here's the warped view of God. That's how we think we are dealing with God. And so we go to God and we say, if I just hang in there, if I just bother him enough, if I get on his nerves, he'll do what I want him to do. And so prayer is trying to get God's attention. That's what we sometimes think. But the truth of the matter is, prayer is us aligning ourselves with God's will. It is us aligning ourselves with God's will. Look at verse 8 again. Do not be like them. Your father knows what you need before you even ask him. Your father knows what you need. You don't have to get God's attention. God's trying to get your attention. God's doing everything he can to tell you what I want from you is a relationship. What I want from you is for you and me to spend time together and share life together. You're not trying to get God's attention. God's going out of his way as your father to get your attention. Because he loves you and he cares for you and he's reaching out to you. We're told that the father knows what you need before you even ask him. You see, a parent takes care of their child. And so the trust comes in saying, I know God's going to take care of me. 
I know God's going to be with me. I know God knows more than me. And so we try to align ourselves with God. God, help me in my marriage to live out your will. God, help me in my friendships to be in your will. God, help me uh, in the way I act and behave and in the things I do and the decisions that I make be in your will. Because if you're in God's will, you're going to be in the right thing and it's going to be better for you. When you go to God and tell God what you want, you don't know the best thing. God does. And so to pray, God, help me for your direction, help me for your will, help me for your wisdom, that's what we need. And so we need to look at this whole thing a whole lot differently. It's not trying to get God's attention. It's being in God's will. So what is prayer and what is prayer not? Prayer is not for show. It's for a personal relationship with God. Prayer is not to get what you want. It's to share your life with God. And prayer is not to get God's attention. It's to align yourself with God's will. Scott Dunn is a high school student uh, in Pennsylvania, and he was involved in a very serious auto wreck. They didn't know if he was going to live. He was put into a medically induced coma. He woke up uh, at the very end of May, and one of the first things he asked his mom was this, what's the date? And his mom said, well, you know, it's May 28th or something like that. And he started crying, and she said, what's the matter? And he said, all I wanted, been thinking about for months is graduating from high school, and I've missed my high school graduation. Well, his mom just told that to one of his friends. You know, he was still going to get his diploma, but he was so looking forward to the graduation. The friend called the principal. The principal called everybody in the senior class, and they held a second graduation just for Scott. Got a picture of it uh, right here. Uh, you see the condition he was in. You see that. More than half of the students showed up. All of the parents showed up. They did the entire thing. Went through the entire ceremony, included him, had the reception afterwards, put on a second graduation just for that young man. The truth of the matter is, a lot of us have been in a self-induced coma for a long time. We think that our faith is about being good or bad. And we struggle with it all the time. And we try so hard to be good. And then we fail and we feel guilty. Your faith is not about being good or bad. Your faith is about having a relationship with God. And a relationship with God goes well beyond you running to God when you have a problem. It's about you sharing life with God, about you being involved and being a part of God's will and God's purpose and God's mission. It's so much more than we want. It's time we woke up and realized you haven't missed as much as you think. God wants to have that relationship with you. You don't have to get his attention. He's wanting that relationship. And if you just reach out to him, you'll find what this life is all about. And what it's all about is loving God, loving people. And when life becomes about relationship, that's when everything changes. Let's have a prayer. Father, it's unbelievable that we could even call you Father. But we come to you and we know that you love us and that you care for us and you seek a closer, closer friendship with us. Father, help us to reach out to you knowing that you're ready to pull us in. Father, we love you. Help us to begin a life that we were supposed to be living. In Jesus' name, amen. 
hope you enjoyed today's lesson and that it spoke to you. If you have prayer needs or want more information about us, we invite you to stop by our website, mywrbc.org, and click on Contact. Please use the word podcast in the subject line. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Keyword, MyWRBC. At Westport Road Baptist Church, we love God and love people. Please join us for Sunday morning service at either 9.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. We also have Sunday school for all ages during both service times. Thanks again for listening and join us next week for another message from God's Word.